0: I think it was Herb that said it best when Powell Motors showed him their new car, and they called it the Persephone. Persephone? What the hell is that? Well, she was a Greek goddess who got carried off in her dick. Nobody wants to buy cars named after dead Greek broads. Like They want great names that are powerful, like Mustang and Cougar. And that's truly what a lot of people want. Cars with animal names. This is something that always gets people. Think about some of the most known of vehicles out there. The Viper, the Cobra, the Mustang, the Stingray, the Bronco. They're all named after animals. But why? Why do car companies use animal names? And why don't enough of those companies use more of them? Well, that's something the doctor will be talking about today autolux podcast coming to you anytime anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from autolux.net welcome back to the autolux podcast i am your host as always the doctor to the automotive industry mr everett j coming to you from our main website autolux.net if you haven't been there stop by check it out and see all the great things we have to offer the automotive world and besides that if you're looking for this podcast and you found it through a friend we are on every major streaming service out there we are on over 40 different streaming services along with all of the top names like itunes and spotify we are there you can find the autolux podcast so today i'm talking about animal names why is it that car companies give cars animal names well they want them to be powerful and they want them to stand out you really think if dodge came out and called the viper the dodge v10 or the dodge sports car or even the dodge power blaster hell even its chrysler alternative the firepower didn't have a strong enough name to carry it Firepower is great because we all know firepower is what really wins the day over. But Viper, a snake that strikes hard and fast. Exactly what the original Viper did. The Stingray, its design could sting you and stay with you forever. Oh, the Mercury Cougar. That one's a hard one to actually say because what type of cougar is it? At the beginning of its life, that cougar was one out in the wild. A wild, crazy animal. But by the end, the Mercury Cougar was that old barfly sitting down, looking at you and winking from the end of the bar. They just want to take you home. Sure, it still looked pretty decent, but it didn't have the power and joy that it once did. But why choose the name? Well, they had the Mustang as their main poding car. So when Mercury got one, they decided to give it a name that would invoke power yet again. The Cougar. Hell, the vehicle the Mustang originally came off of was the Ford Ford falcon but come on that's an animal name in itself but why why again like we said animals invoke power if you build a truck and you call it the bear you automatically think this thing is a beast if you have a small car and you call it the dolphin similar to that of what bid is doing you think of a sleek vehicle that can glide through the air It's intelligent. It has tech. It has features. The name of the animal can invoke stuff upon us as well. It could bring to life things that we don't even know. When you hear of the Skoda Yeti, does a big, powerful Himalayan animal come to mind? A big, tall, white guy? He's going to white for big feet. Hell, they did it with the original monster truck, the Bigfoot. Because Bigfoot is as big as your feet are ever going to get. But yet again, some of these animal names don't work. Like, some are too cute and cuddly. Think back to the original Volkswagen. When the Gulf came to North America, it wasn't the Gulf. It was that Waskwee Wabbit Bugs Bunny. Not actual Bugs Bunny, but it was the rabbit. They tried to bring that name back later on due to a retro craze in the early 2000s. didn't really pan out for them as they quickly switched back to the gulf. But this wasn't until after they had actually created some pretty unique commercials while utilizing all kinds of different Volkswagen Rabbits, black, white, or even some of them white with black doors or black with white doors. It made the commercial come alive and make you think that these things actually were little cute and cuddly rabbits kind of like how the beetle just crawls along at a mild pace but the fox volkswagen use the fox for one we don't know what the fox says well we do if we listen to the Ivis song what does the fox say and no i'm not going to start singing the song that's uh a little too in the past for me right now i don't think anyone wants to hear my singing voice doing what does the fox say but really a fox a slender sleek little animal it was a small car but a fox is too unknown for people to even place it unless you're stealing chickens they don't know where to give it dodge utilized this with their full-size pickup truck the ram when you think of a ram you think of a goat but not just any goat a mountain goat who fights while using their horns against anyone that comes to its territory. It fights it. It's a ram. It's not just the fact that you can actually put a ram's head on the front of your vehicle. Similar to how Mack Trucks used to use the Bulldog. The rough and gruff Bulldog. So why is it? Will they want to invoke this power in this amazing illusion you get in your mind? Some of them even create their own animal names, like the Thunderbird or the Firebird. What the hell is a Thunderbird? Thunderbird is a competitor to the Corvette that never made it. Firebird is the Pontiac equivalent of the Camaro. So why did they blend these names together? Well, for the Firebird, it comes together as a powerful image. Then you get the flying chicken that's on the hood. It gave it its own image. Put that thing in the front, and that's a Firebird. That's an amazing car. I could see it for miles away, and I want it. Oh, the Firebird. Amazing. Great. Powerful. And yet, it's just a flying chicken. The Thunderbird. Well, if they did it right, it would invoke you know a godlike presence. Thunder. Zeus. But it wasn't really there. You know, Nissan had the Leopard back in the day. Leopard is one of those things. It's fast, it's quick, and it's sleek. It can be powerful. But once you see the car, those images quickly disappear. The Bronco was small and easy to use off-road, like a bucking Bronco. Anyways, they needed another horse in the stable since they already had the Mustang. But today you don't hear a lot of those amazing names being used. They're starting to get back into it in China, where BID is solidifying animal names dolphin seal whale not really things you think of that you know would make really good powerful animal names but really they're still being used you can still hear the call of the automotive world coming to you and while making advertising any form of promotion for this product utilizing that animal can really invoke more character image for that product and with more character image people will see that vehicle in a different light you know, if I call something the Voyageur, the Plymouth Voyageur. Well, for me, being in Canada, I see, you know, the original Voyageurs, the guys standing at the end of their birch bark canoes moving products for the Hudson Bay Corporation. And yeah, they're a pretty strong willed guy and they carried massive packs of furs on their back, but they were just voyaging. The Caravan, that one is kind of a two name thing, but it's just a wagon moving across. It doesn't say power with animal names you can get that but choosing the right animal name some companies even go back to the past and use names from millions of years ago like the raptor and now the trx or as they call it in short form the t-rex it's a dinosaur battle. Chevrolet has the bison. Bison aren't really a, you know, big dangerous animal when you see them from far away. Kind of like any big animal when you see it from far away, but they can be pretty destructive and they have a massive force behind them. Hence the Bison. Now, animal names are great, and car companies love to use them. But then again, why do we still getting some companies that are creating cars like the Persephone? Like seriously, who cares about a dead Greek goddess? Move on, okay? Call the thing Hercules, Hades, Zeus. You can call it Titan, but that one's already been used. Give it a power name. Animal names are one of the most powerful images out there because once you say the animal name, you automatically envision that animal and its abilities. If you built a minivan or a van, you called it the elephant, you would think of something big with lots of trunk space. Would you not? If we build a tiny city-going microcar and called it the mouse, would you not? think of something small. So when you really think about it, giving animal names to cars is a great idea. But getting into our second point, why don't more car companies do it today? It's not that like all the great names have been chosen, hell there are some great ones out there. Like we get it, they had the coyote and the road run bringing stuff from the animation world into the real world bring an animal to life so why aren't they still doing it why are they going after letter number orientation it's because this need for luxury and appeal this need to move up the evolutionary food chain this need to make your product seem better than someone else so look at hyundai they wanted to create a mustang competitor and they called it the genesis coupe When I think of the name Genesis, the first thing that came to my mind was a black little box and Sonic. Like seriously, Genesis, Sonic. It's like calling a car Mario and not seeing Super Mario in your head. You need to pick the names that are correct. And you need to pick some powerful names. Look at Tesla. Every one of their vehicles is model whatever. Only the Semi gets its own name. But even still, it utilizes the name of the product itself. Yeah, we get it. It's a, a... a semi-truck, but you really need to call it the Tesla Semi… no, why don't you call it the Tesla Zeus, god of lightning that's electrical hell ford did that with the f-150 invoking the original lightning name now onto an electrified version of the f-150 just because everybody's forgotten about the sport image if you'd like to hear more about that check out our podcast with the rise of the lightning good podcast to hear but really why don't they like some names you see coming out it's just you gotta think to yourself why why did they do it? You know, the Dodge Dart. Yeah, they're trying to bring back something. But why not the Dodge Cuda or Barracuda? At that, these are amazing things that can be used. And there's a lot of animals out there that people haven't even thought of. You want to create a fun little car that can get you around everywhere, like an, an actual active sports car. What's called the Gecko seems like a feasible name. The Spider, Black Widow, Tarantula. Ugh an ant, good for a microcar, and some of these are amazing names, but we are still using number letter orientation. Some of the luxury car makers are getting away from that now and going back to regular names, but they're going back to names like Corsair, Continental, I'm surprised Cadillac hasn't brought back the Fleetwood or Eldorado, naming it after a place and not a powerful animal. But with today's change over to an electrified future some of those animal names is starting to get a little bit harder taking on as an electric vehicle before with the internal class, with the internal combustion engine it had a power source that engine underneath the hood was like the brain and the heart of the vehicle electricity it's just power so essentially it's just a plug-in robot it's nothing super exciting so by giving it an animal name you would have to think of something like the eel Using stuff from around the world like Lightning or Thor, using animal names with the electrified future, may not be something that'll go together well. But yet again, why not? There are a lot of animals out there. Hell, birds. You can use tons of birds names because they sit on electrical wires. We're going to build an electrified version. Well, hell, Chevrolet just released the Equinox EV. Instead of the Equinox, why don't you to call it the Raven, the Crow, and Morningstar? Give it a name of a bird. Something that goes along with power lines. Now remember, you see these things in your head like we said in the beginning, the animal name invokes an image in your head already. You already see an image of that animal. Now you just have to see if that animal fits the car. The Cobra name really did suit the Cobra, but the Falcon, sorry that did not suit the Ford Falcon, but hey, it made you think that this was a really big car that everybody thinks is small. In a sense, the Falcon name went good. So really, all in all was Herbright and downplaying the Persephone, like saying to his board members, this is a bland and boring name. We don't want to name our cars after this. Like seriously, what the hell is that? What the hell is Persephone? It's not something you really want as the name of your car. People do like powerful names, like Mustang and Cougar and Bronco, or most noticed a lot of them are two-syllable names, makes it easier to say, makes it easier to yell at the top of your lungs, and makes it seem more powerful than it truly is. So really, in the end, do we need more animal names out in the world? Yes, why not? More animal names, more power images, more illustrious, great things to come from the automobile industry. There are a lot of amazing animals out there that could be utilized for automobiles even today in an electrified future. So why not give us more animals? The world is already full of animals. Why not make the things we drive around the animals we love? Now we're not saying, go out and create a car called the Monkey, but hey, a Lynx, that might be a little different. Polar Bear, Black Bear, well, just Bear. One of those ones, that'd be awesome. So yes, we do need them. And we need the car companies today to get their minds out of the gutter and put some more animals in our driveways. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment. All about the Autolux.net podcast and this episode. What animal names do you love? And what animal names do you think would be great as brand new models? Send them in, send them to Autolux, and we'll get them out to the automobile companies. We'll tell them. Hell, if you get enough of them sent to us, we'll create a poll and start tagging in the automobile companies and telling them, hey, why not name your car, bam, the shark stingray well we already have a stingray but the tiger shark well just tiger let's give us those names hell if we can create lego models by people just bidding on it then why can't we do names? Why not? So like share this podcast with people, get them interested and get them talking about animal cars. And after that, stop by the autolux.net website, take a check around of all the different things. Hell, even type in some animal names to see if there are car company names or cars named after the animal that you think is a great name. Check it out on the autolux.net website. And like we said at the beginning, if you found this podcast through a friend and you're just finding it on our website, well, great. You're on the website. You could check out stuff already. But if not, we are out there on every major streaming site. From Spotify to Google Play to iTunes, the Autolux.net podcast is there to be found. So if you want to listen to the doctor talk about the auto industry, plug yourself in, sit down, and listen in. So for myself, Autolux, and this great wide world of podcasting, strap yourself in for this one powerful ride from this amazing animal.